Hey, I'm Joe Cornejo. I'm Black Hyphy. Hey, you may not know, but now you do. We are the Yada Yada Podcast. Yeah! Boop. That's right. Best damn podcast in the world. Up top. God damn, that was a Fuck great you, high Joe five. Budden. Fuck you. Bitch. Bitch. Nah, don't, send, don't send them peoples after us. Them peoples, you know what I'm saying? Hey, from one Joe to another, we all we got, brother. It's the Joe to Joe connection. You know? What's better than one Joe? Two. Yeah! Boop! Put your yada yada over the best part. Kansas City, y'all. We are here for another episode of the Yada Yada Podcast, the most dangerous podcast in Kansas City, y'all. It's the kid, Joe Grinnell. My homie Alex couldn't be here today, but he always here with us in spirit. But we do have the man behind the camera. Who are you, man? Nelson. Yes, sir. Nelson in the building. And not only are we here, but we also have a special guest on the pod. This is a special moment because it's our first guest in 2024. And who better? Because who's having a hotter start to 2024 in Kansas City than this lady to my right? Ladies and gentlemen, we got the one and only Sleazy World Sky in the building! Hey, y'all. What's up, what's up, what's up? What's happening, what's happening? I'm happy to be here. How are you? Good. Happy to have you here. Thank you. Nelson, how do you feel about her being here? Hey, I can't, you know, I'm speechless. Look, <laughs> I'm caught up. Ah, you hurt. Caught up. You know? Now, before we go down memory lane, Sleazy World Sky, can I just call you Sky? Yes. All right, we'll keep it simple, Sky. So before we go down memory lane, because I, I realized recently that I have watched pretty much your whole trajectory up to this point. So mm-hmm. it's, it's actually pretty tight. I'm very excited for this. But let's just take it from the top of what, what's been going on in 2024. So a lot's been happening for you, Sky, Hell in yeah. 2024. You just did your On the Radar Freestyle, you know? The first artist on the podcast to get one. That's a big that's a big deal. It is. It was so much fun. Um, I feel blessed. It was a really cool opportunity. Everybody there, hella cool. Like the streams went crazy on it. It's on Spotify and on their Apple Music Radio now too. So that's dope. Yeah. But yeah, our whole team killed it. Switch's label, man. Shout out Switch's label. Yeah, man. It's been a big year for you so far, 2024. You was in New York City for On the Radar. Now on, on the radar is super cool to me because you just I just think about all the people, all the artists that have gone to mm-hmm. that platform. And made a name for themselves. And you got to do that, have that same opportunity. Was that kind of surreal for you? It was crazy because I remember seeing it when it first started popping. Like, damn, I want to get on there. Yeah. Like, every artist want to be on there. So it's just, it's like a full circle moment. Like, and then um, Sleaze actually gave them uh, one of their plaques too. So one of the Sleazy World plaques is in that building. So wow, just knowing that Drake seen that, it's yeah. kind of cool to be like, damn, like. Right. You can't not see it, so it's just dope to be a part of a team that's already like known and that people are already recognizing. So, hell yeah, yeah. Switches labels definitely like a collective that's on the rise very fast. Not only in Kansas City, but it's in the music in, in music world in general. So, how does it feel being a part of that collective this early on and just seeing the rise of it all? Um, I love it. I feel like, as you know, with my career first, like I didn't have a team, like. I have people that supported me for sure, but as far as like a solid team that's like 
You know what I'm saying? Like I'm the Behind first lady you. of yeah. like, people are really pushing the, me. Hold like, on, hold on. First lady. First of the lady switch, of the, the first, first lady. lady. You know what I'm talking you about? You know what I'm talking about, man. Listen, this is <laughs> this ain't just anybody on the pod right now. This is the first lady of the switches label, Sleazy World Sky. Yeah, it's dope as fuck though. Just to have that transition is just hella cool to me. Like having a solid team, it's just a different experience that um I've always wanted, but I didn't know how it was gonna happen. Mm -hmm. So when it did happen this way, I just felt super blessed. Like Shout out to my CEO and shout out to Sleeve. Did uh, the timing feel right for everything? Like did, it did. Like and now was the perfect time for this to happen to you? Yes. And that's another crazy fact because I always like when they had their, um, you know, like their pop-up shows and did their open mics when they were down at the corner, Velvet Free, stuff like that. I went to those. Like yeah. I'm even in some of uh, Sleeve's old videos, like popping out, looking cute type shit. Yeah. But I was like... Damn, like maybe they're just not looking for a girl right now. Like when I was at all the other stuff and all the other um, shows that they did. Yeah. Because I performed for them before and nothing really happened or came from it yet. So I was just like, damn, maybe they don't like my style right now. Maybe they're just not looking for a girl. But then when I did um, the show for Juneteenth at the Truman. Oh, no, Fest? That, yep. That you was know, the one that put me on. I was going to say, because <laughs> I remember that night. I remember running to you. I watched mm -hmm. your set, and then I caught you before you left. Mm -hmm. And you said to me, yeah, I'm about to go to the studio with Sleazy's manager, I believe, correct? Mm -hmm, two eyes. Yeah. Yep. And then, like, a couple weeks later, you announced that you're part of the crew, and you go by Sleazy World Sky. And I'm like, damn, yep. was that the night it all really that happened? That was the night that all went crazy, yeah. It was crazy as hell, just putting in that work. We did. He was doing camps at the time. So I was literally going to work, going straight to the studio, recording, like, Every day, it was like a street ride. I didn't not go to the studio for like three months. Like Max. every day, just getting every day, putting that work in every, every day, day after work. Yes, and now I don't got a job. Like okay, I work you That's a huge blessing. You know, just God's timing for real. Because you know, you have them times as an artist where you just feel like, damn, when's it gonna happen for me? When's it gonna happen? I'm doing every. You feel like you're doing everything that you possibly can, but I feel like once I kind of just enjoyed the moments more that's when it happened for me and that's when i had that conversation with two eyes and it just made sense so that's crazy i didn't know you you've kind of been around that crew since their beginnings mm -hmm. and their rise mm -hmm. and so now you, they don't remember every moment of it yeah, but i do you, you know? was there like it, it made an impact on you yeah hell yeah hell yeah so you've so. been new about the movement before mm -hmm. it actually went mainstream i remember like First seeing them on Facebook, like when they was doing the parties, um, still doing the shows and everything, like on his come up. Mm -hmm. So that's just another dope thing to be a part of and to see. Like I've seen them do it from the ground up and they're super successful. And just to be a part of a winning team is just dope as fuck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I never uh, knew this until they had like a media get together a couple like a couple like right after sleazy flow took off mm -hmm. they had like a little media gathering from like radio personalities and djs in the city i didn't know the studio that they recorded sleazy flow was like five minutes away from my house at the time mm -hmm. i was like yo this i didn't know the studio was over here <laughs> like you would never know driving down yeah. that road that there's a studio right there yep they got the studio that they had now that's their studio um couldn't be more proud of them and then i if sleazy flow, i think they recorded sleazy flow actually in the basement of um the engineer who owns that studio so really yeah they've had crazy come up they did it's just cool because like y'all all have had crazy come up, mm -hmm. up to this point hell yeah so your come up is, is fascinating to me because in december somebody was asking me like who do you want to interview in 2024 on the pod and one of the people i brought up was you mm -hmm. and the more we talked about you the more i realized like yo i really saw like your beginning as an artist to like this point 
in it. I just never knew until I was talking about it with them. I was like, wow, this is going to be an interesting conversation. Because when I first heard about you, it was actually the same day we had our first Yada Yada showcase in 2019. Because mm-hmm. you had a party earlier that day. Yep. And Kai and Ashawn were there. Yeah. And that's where I first met you. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I think at the time you were doing parties and events. Yes, I was doing hostings at first. So I feel like that's kind of what... Um, Started my career in Kansas City, mm-hmm. just being connected with the artists already, like throwing those events, getting all the artists together, getting all the um, the local brands, black-owned brands, things like that. And then, so when I did start doing music, everybody kind of already knew who I was from doing my hostings around the city. Yeah, they knew your name, the face. Mm-hmm. And then, like before you did music, you actually did a, a podcast, Hidden Gems, yep. with my homie eBay. Yep. And then there was another guy on there, I'm not familiar with his Christian. name. Christian. Christian? Okay, yep. yeah. And so you you was oh, dabbling shit. in everything. You was doing a little bit of everything before I you made was. that leap into music. I knew this was the route I wanted to take. Like, I can't not see myself not doing music now because music has always been... I knew I just always wanted to be in the world of it because I've always done it in some form or fashion mm-hmm. from, since I was a kid. So I knew that this was the industry that I wanted to be in. And then once I made my first song, I was just like, man, I should have been I should have been shit. doing this. Like, I always did poetry and, like, writing and play instruments mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Choir, all that type of stuff. What yeah. instrument did you play? Uh, violin and piano. Oh, Violinist? Shit. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. We got a real musician on the pod right now. No, so for real, yeah. Fun fact, like, my grandpa, um, his name is Coleridge Taylor Parkinson, if y'all know we can look. But he was, um, he's... What's his first name? Coleridge. Cole Ridge? Mm-hmm. That's like four last names. Bro. Cole Ridge, Taylor <laughs> Parkinson. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, yeah, that's his name. But he's from Chicago, and then he lived in New York for most of his life. But he was a pretty well-known um, classical music composer. He does a lot of samples in today's music. Like, um, what's an example? He's still with us? He's not still with us. Okay. R.I.P. Yeah. Love you so much. Yeah. But he kind of, he was really the reason that me and my brother did so much music stuff because I feel like the trait kind of skipped over my mom. She just played, <laughs> yeah. she just played tambourine and church type shit. But like, tambourine and yeah, church type but, shit. But she made sure that we was involved in that type of stuff. But she uh, pushed y'all more than she. Yes, definitely. Mm. But uh, the bank account song by Twenty One Savage that doom doom doom. Mm. The string. That's the. It's a. I think. Ori- yeah, originally it is strings, but mm-hmm. um, that's the sample that is originally from one of my grandfather's. Wow! Wow! Look at that, Kansas City. Kansas City out here, for real. (laughs) That's that's dope. So when you decided to actually take that leap into music, like what was the moment where you're like, all right, I gotta, I'm gonna do this. Like what made you want to take that leap? The leap was when I started writing my first song because I had songs written already, but I never recorded nothing. I just had stuff in my phone, like notes and stuff like that, like little stuff I had saved, like be saved on SoundCloud. I just had in my head. But when I was like, okay, I'm about to drop a song for real. Like, I remember I went to FSP and it was the first song I Shout ever Steve. recorded. Shout out to Steve, man. Love you, Steve. But it was the first song I um, ever recorded. And then I just sent it. I sent the file to all my friends. Mm-hmm. And I sent it to people on Instagram that was questioning, like, what you about to do? You starting recording now? Blah, blah, blah. And then what I did was I just posted. I didn't, I didn't post a snippet of the song on any platforms. I just sent it to everybody. And then I just started posting everybody screenshots of everybody's reactions, like, oh, that's fire. Da, da, da. So then the people that didn't hear it was like, damn, what the fuck? Like, she's starting to rap now. Like, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. So then when it dropped, it went crazy. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Like, this, this, is, this is it. We on <laughs> I'm now. like, hell yeah. They supported me. And yeah, the song was tough. So I just kept going from there. And then you started 
officially making music in 2019 or 2020? 2019. 2019. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what were some early trials and tribulations you had to endure and overcome as an artist in the beginning of your career? Um, Really kind of... The shows came kind of fast, I feel like, after I started dropping, in my opinion. I think I dropped my first song. It was supposed to be out in December, but that first drop, when you put it on platforms, always delays a couple weeks. Like two weeks. Yeah, so it ended up dropping in January, and then I had my first show in June, I think. I think it was another Juneteenth show at... um, Union Station, I opened for K Camp. That was my oh, first I show. remember that show. I, that I think Amira performed at that show. She probably did. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a lot of shows with Amira. So I think really the show part came kind of fast, but really building like a solid fan base mm-hmm. and like a solid fan base of like listeners because I feel like my support in the city and now like in a lot of other cities is building up really strong. But social media versus your actual streams can be a difference. So that was the biggest thing that I came across that was kind of a struggle for me at first is kind of building up the stream because I'll have 20K streams on like my Instagram video, you know, and it wouldn't match like what was people was really going to on Spotify, Apple Music, stuff like that. But now seeing the growth in that, that's one of the biggest things that I'm proud of now. But I think that was the biggest struggle, like seeing all the support on my social media versus Mm -hmm. seeing the support in, who is actually clicking on the music? Yeah, who actually listening? Mm-hmm. I have something about that. So when you see the, <clears throat> I don't know, uh, the different numbers, like the different, like you said, the DSPs and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, do you lean into whichever one's the most popular, or do you try to just continue on consistency and just like put everything out on everything? I still put everything out on anything on yeah. everything, regardless. Um, and of course, I focus on what's popping at the top for me, but mm-hmm. I keep that strong, but I don't forget about the other platforms or what I need to work on. I'll just add that into my routine of stuff that I need to check every day or what I need to promote more. Um, but I definitely still stay consistent in whichever one is already the peak or whichever one is at the highest, but I'll just add on little check marks and stuff that I need to go through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Damn, so you was talking about how early on you were struggling to, you know, build that those consistent fan base and those consistent listeners. Mm-hmm. When you were coming up, did you notice, like, friends and family supporting your music? Or did you have a hard time, like, you know, convincing them to actually be a fan of what you're doing? As opposed to, just like, oh, you're my homegirl, so I'm supporting you off that. Yeah. Like, was it a struggle to make them, like, actual fans? Or were they just on board with your music right from the get-go? I feel like most of the people around me was on board from the get-go. I ain't even gonna lie. Because I feel like my support... My close, like my tight knit right mm-hmm. here support team, they knew that I was serious. Like they knew this is what I wanted to do. So, as far as my parents, they don't agree with all the lyrics sometimes. <laughs> you know, but, but they support me. Like my mom is my number one fan. Like she's came out to my shows in Atlanta. Like all type of stuff. Like she, that's my girl. She always gonna support me. My dad kind of older, so he be in the mix too. But he yeah. don't pop out like that. Yeah, he but, like you got you. Good, yeah, got he's y'all gonna me, have though. fun. <laughs> Facts. But um, it really like. Outside my close knit friends that like I know personally, like hang out, talk on the phone with, some of my supporters that I would call like my number one fans or whatever are complete strangers. So how is it's, that? It's crazy. It's crazy. Like one time I was getting some weed up at uh, Fresh Karma, and this girl was thinking like she like looked out the window at me, and not my immediate reaction and stuff like that. I'm adjusting because. I like to fuck shit. Like, you know, like, what the fuck is this nigga staring at me type shit? Yeah. But then they be like, what's up, Scott? What's up, Scott? And I'll be like, oh, shit. 
I am, I am, I am kind of, you know, <laughs> but that should be crazy to me. Like people will stop me and start singing my lyrics or like. Just in Co- the middle of like anything. Just anything. Like I went to Popeye's the other day looking busted as fuck. <laughs> and they was like, oh shit, you Sleazy World Sky. And I was like, oh shit. Oh no. Like, I look oh, crazy. No. I look crazy. But that type of shit really, it, it really, it, that's those situations. They happen at the most crazy times. Like they happen when I'm feeling down or like, damn, like I had a rough ass day today or something didn't go right. And then those are like little reminders, like, girl, you popping your shit. Are you doing shit in the right way? Like you people know, are still supporting you. So I be needing that. A bad day doesn't mean it's a bad life. A bad day does not mean it's a bad life. Yeah. Facts. Big facts. That's hilarious. You was just in Popeye's. Like I wasn't Man. on my I wasn't on 10 that What'd day. You order? Oh, I get the the ghost pepper wings. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost yeah. Pepper Wings fire. Big garlic parmesan is low-key kind of hitting, too. I ain't tried those, they yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't going to pass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Popeyes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. They wings is smacking right good. now. Oh, they got it's wings now? Yeah. yeah like, they not just serving the chicken? What? Like, they serving, like, wing wings, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like flats and, you know, drums. Flats and yeah. drums. Yeah. Okay, like, <laughs> shit fire. wings and things wings? Like, flavor? Uh, they're more, like, trying to go after wing stuff. Okay, Yeah. Little, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are the best wings from chains? Ooh. What's your favorite? The peanut. The peanuts wings be too big. The peanuts. That's yeah. a whole ass. They don't yeah. got like flavors though. I mean, I could just play it safe and go Wingstop, like mm. or Wings and Things. Wings mm-hmm. and Things is fire. The thing about Wingstop is their fries. I know it's about wings, but their fries are nasty. The I do not like their fries. They, they yeah. nasty, bro. I can mm. pass on the fries. I feel like you like them shits, Joe. Fries? Yeah. I like finger food. I gotta though. have my ranch. Like, no, the, no, the I'm saying the uh, Wingstop fries. You like those with the sugar on them? Uh, nah. You don't like them? <laughs> nah, I don't want no sugar they on them. They literally have like sugar on them. They got like a little sweet yeah. something on them. It's something on them. I'm like, bro, this is fucking <laughs> trash. Nah. Um, we got the best chicken. We got the best chicken? Just in general. Like, like fast food chain? Yeah. I like churches. See? Nah. <laughs> nah. What you gonna say? Popeye's? Popeyes. I think it's Popeyes. The biscuits bro. of Popeyes be are fire. And then yeah. if we want to go another but, route, I'm going to Chick Fil A. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, churches, I love Chick Fil A. The church's um, biscuit is good. I like the church's biscuit because it comes. Biscuit? Come um, with a little, yeah. What am I describing? Yeah, um, yo. yeah. Uh, relax. It comes glazed. No, um, it comes glazed. <laughs> it does come. It, does it come does. glazed. All right, I'm gonna shut up. Y'all go. Uh, <laughs> Actually, so since we just kind of on topic, we're just getting to know you a little bit more. I think uh, you're a fan of anime, right? Yes. Okay. So, like, just give us a little insight on what your favorite anime is. Ever. Ever. Hunter Hunter. Hunter Hunter. Okay. That's my number one. So, I'm actually new in the anime world. Mm-hmm. So, I just started. My roommates put me on. And they started me on Attack on Titan. Fire. And then I just finished JJK. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then they're trying to get me on Full Metal Alchemist. Brotherhood. Brotherhood? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the right one to watch if you're going to watch them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's been cool. I, I like JJK a lot. That, that shit. That crazy. ending was crazy. Yeah, it's oh. fire. Oh, Did you like... watch Demon Slayer? Nah, not yet. Ooh, Demon Slayer, one of them ones on the new school joints. Demon Slayer got it on lock. It's one like best animation since it's been out from like Crunchyroll and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fire as fuck. It start crazy. You gonna be like, damn. Like immediate. I mean, because Attack on Titan was crazy, yo. Attack on Titan was a crazy beginning. I love anime. When did you start getting into that? And that um, subculture. Really, with my brother growing up, doing what he do, watching what he watch. He's eight years older than me. So mm. when I was eight, he was 16, and I'm just 
following him around, watching uh, what they call like tsunami on the Dawson oh, yeah. after hours type shit. So that's really how I got into it. He um he was into like Yu Gi Oh and Pokemon and all that. I'm not as into those. Yeah. But as far as like watching the shows Let's and everything, that's kind of how I started. Motherfuckers getting their ass whooped. You have yeah. my attention. <laughs> like <laughs> you watching know? Bleach, late as fuck. Like. Dragon Ball, like all the old school classics. Mm-hmm. That kind of just like, you know, snowballed into Hell the fan yeah. you are today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one too. Mm-hmm. Y'all excited yeah. for that uh, Netflix Airbender? No. <laughs> <laughs> my, my thing with that is I love Avatar The Last Airbender. Like love, 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 love. So when they did that, they did a. They came out with a, a live action movie a couple of years back. Yeah, that was, it was yeah, so and, bad. So is this new one gonna be a live action? It's yeah, live it action, so but they're it's, doing another live action. But it's from the creators of that. Actually, yeah. like the it. other one was like M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. It wasn't really? M. Night fucked that up. Yeah, it was not good. Damn, yeah. that's crazy. M. Night Shyamalan botched that. Literally, botched that's crazy. That. He dropped the ball. Yes. M. Night. Like, if you're going to do Avatar The Last Airbender live, it got to be right. Like, so this better, I'm hoping and praying. From the previews, it, it looks decent to me. Mm-hmm. So your hopes are somewhat decent? Yes. I love Avatar. Like, that's like a comfort show. Okay. I go back and turn that on. You know, we need something <laughs> on in the background. Yeah. Feel I go good. To, oh, God. I got Avatar. <laughs> for real. Scott just posted up at the crib. It's like, ah, Airbender. No, for real. <laughs> I swear. I swear. I'm really a big ass kid, y'all. Like. That shit, I love cartoons. I'll never stop watching cartoons. Never. There's really no need to stop watching them for real. <laughs> like, I don't know why we just agreed as a generation. Yeah, we just gonna stop. Like, like what? You still watch SpongeBob? The old one. I don't yeah. like the yeah, new one. Yeah, the new one's a little weird, but yeah. like, because you, you can tell like how polished it is anima- mm-hmm. animation wise, like if it's old or new. Yeah. The old joints, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't watch the new ones. Yeah, that's it got a little weird. It did. But it's you know, doing too much. Yeah, I think we got off the train the best time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We still there though. We still holding it down. Um, so speaking of, of uh, traveling and whatnot, so you said you performed in Atlanta, your mom came down. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that your first time in Atlanta? You had a show down in Atlanta, correct? Yes, and that was my first time. Um, as an adult, that was my first okay. time there. I've been there or as, as a, a kid. performer, yes, I've been there as a kid before, but um, it was a fun experience. I met a lot of cool people out there, a lot of dope artists. Um, I wouldn't live there. You wouldn't live I in Atlanta, Mm-mm. why not? If I like now, if if I was already where i wanted to be all the way maybe yeah but it's just so busy out there and like are you a little more of a slower pace kind of person like a like not like um, a fast city like new york or atlanta oh i love houston i would go houston is houston fast pace houston fast pace to me but I it's so spacious houston. though it is a little bit compared more spacious, to like atlanta or new york i feel i feel honestly i think it just depends on what you're there for like mm-hmm. if i'm no, I'm in grind mode and I'm there to work every day. Like, for example, if I if I was on the same time I was, like, when I first signed, like, at the studio every day type shit, then, okay, I could go down there for that type shit. But if I was already cool, like, I don't think. Like, if you was already established, like, I'm not going to Atlanta, I'm not moving to Atlanta. I wouldn't go down there. I don't know. It's just. Is it only good if you're trying to make it or you haven't had your break yet as opposed to, like, I'm already established in, like, my, my artistry? So I could, I would say that in a in a certain way, yeah. Like I don't know, it's just a kicky city, like yeah. You know? And I don't really even like going to the clubs like that no more, mm-hmm. unless it's out of town. So I feel like there I'll be burnt out kind of fast. Yeah, because why don't like, you like the clubs? I mean, that'd be cool. I feel like I didn't done so much stuff already. Like I started going to the clubs young, so you I started that, traveling. That young. fake ID. I never had a fake ID. Never I never one? had a fake ID. You, you started, like, I just got in that bitch. You got in? Yeah. What the fuck are we doing, Kansas City? I started going to the clubs like 19. Not super, okay. super young, right. man. Yeah. But like 
That's acceptable. I'm thinking, you know, 16 in the back or something. Hey, yo. Nah, I <laughs> mean, yo, I just started doing shit like yeah. young, like senior year of high school is my favorite year. My mom is probably going to watch this. Senior year of high school is probably my favorite year because we did so much shit. <laughs> we did so much shit we was not supposed to be doing. Yo. Like, I was telling my mom, like, oh, I'm going to, um, I'm going to stay in nice Cheyenne house. Okay, not going saying? to Cheyenne's house. We at <laughs> Columbus, Mizzou homecoming. Like, mm-hmm. we lit as fuck. Like, we was lit as fuck. So we just did a lot Yo. of bullshit like that. And that's probably why I don't drink no more for real. I used to drink. You don't I, even drink no more? I don't drink. You used to be turn on IG. I used to, yeah. Yeah. Yo, bro, was bro. I was turn on. I was like, you had a lot. Was he was like, you and your homegirls were just going crazy. We was lit at that bitch. But I'd be high as fuck. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll still take a shot or like, you know. But, but you're not going crazy. Nah, I'm not. And I don't no, think you, like the sleazy crew don't even partake in that stuff, do they? they? Don't, nah, I know they sleazy. Don't drink like that. Go doesn't drink or smoke. No, he don't drink or smoke. Um, we'll take some shots, type shit. But everybody be high. Yeah, nobody high overdoing it. Mm-mm. And honestly, that's cool because it's like you don't make as many bad decisions like, <laughs> high as you would be drunk. That's facts. That's fact. You be feeling good. You yeah. be feeling too good to make a bad decision. It's just delayed. It's like, <laughs> it's just, it's like delayed what the fuck was I in this room for? No, what did for I come real. in here for? Facts. <laughs> That's great. So when it comes to like performing in the city like Atlanta or going to New York, was that mm-hmm. your first time in New York? No, my dad is from Brooklyn. Oh, so right. yeah, we Yo, used okay. to go out there like every summer. Okay. But then when you went to New York for On the Radar, did you perform anywhere else that while you were out there? Yeah, we did. They had us on. Shout out to CEO, man. Shout out to Wise. He put us on so many platforms out there. Um, we met a lot of TikTokers. You know, they do like the finish the freestyle, shit like that. So yeah. we got put on a lot of those on TikTok. Um, we did at least like four or five. So it was really um, a networking trip just to get our names out there on more platforms. We didn't do like show shows but those live performances we racked those up out there like back to back to back every day we had at least two or three something things to do like mm-hmm. going to uh we went to the soundcloud building out there audio mac met all the big ceos and the people that work for them so it was dope as fuck like really good networking so when you go out to these cities and you go to these events where they have you perform mm-hmm. And this is your first time in these cities or like performing for these cities. Like, how are you feeling in those moments? Like, are you nervous? Are you excited? Are you eager to just get out there and show what you got? I feel great. People ask me that a lot too. Like, do you ever get nervous on these big stages, big or small stages? I never get nervous. I feel like part of that is because my mom had me playing a violin at four years old, like rehearsals, practices, track practice every day, like stuff like that. So I've always had to do stuff since a kid that was in front of large crowds mm-hmm. but now i'm doing something that's mine like yeah like, your you thing. Know, like yeah it's my thing but i don't get nervous it could be beyonce in the crowd i'm gonna show out <laughs> like, like watch this beat yeah <laughs> like i'm gonna show out like but i love performing though like i love what i do so i feel like that takes away kind of the nervousness of it because at the end of the day i know i'm having a good time so and that's all it comes down to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, Hell yeah. and you actually just performed at the uptown right for yes. Sleazy's birthday yep. party? Yep, we had the Sleazy Day at Uptown. Damn, so you did So you did the Truman and Uptown like within a year. Yeah, the only places that I have not performed at in the city is the T-Mobile Center and um, Midland. And Midland. Yep. Those are the only stages I haven't touched yet. How was that Uptown show? Cuz that was Uptown that was, was a birthday bash, right? Yep, that was the birthday bash. It was super fun meeting all the artists that they brought in town and being on that stage for the first time was just dope, especially like Growing up in KC, 
Like, you go to the shows that everybody, like, Tyler Creator coming here all the time. You know, yeah. you remember them days. Like, yeah, he used to go to Midland. All the time. Yeah. And I never missed one of those shows. So it was really like, and then, for example, with Uptown for a Sleazy Day Bash, K Camp was here for that. Yeah. So that was like a full circle moment for me because my oh, first show, just, wow. my first show, I opened for K Camp and now I'm sharing the stage with him. Like, it's just dope as fuck. Like, I had to think about it. Like, damn. Like, because when I said what's up to him and everything, I was like, damn, that's K Camp. That's what's up. And then oh. I was like, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> like, I was like, damn, I opened for him like two, three years ago at Union Station. Like, damn, now I'm backstage with him. Like, mm-hmm. did he remember who that? Yeah. Who was like, that throwing the bash? It's crazy. It's crazy, but yeah, it'll, it'll be a lot of full circle moments for me where I'll be realizing like God's timing is important. Like every time that I think something is supposed to go a certain way, that might not be the right way. So mm-hmm. yeah. And so how long? Go ahead. Yeah, something. No, no, no. You okay. Go. So you started in 2019, right? Mm-hmm. So that means you've been rapping for about maybe a little uh, under five years. Yeah, I think. So. Man, it is 2024 now. So yeah, I've had a lot of songs be recorded but i only had like maybe maybe like six or seven songs really on platforms Mm -hmm. since that time before i was with switch to the label so a lot of my success i feel like is from me posting snippets and people wanted me to do more wanted me to post more so i think it's just crazy how life happens and how time be working <laughs> yeah it, yeah it happens like i feel like i'm just witnessing it happening like right in front of me mm-hmm. just like all, as a witness yeah and this be wild i'm like oh my gosh and i feel like something else that really helped me early on was the shows like it was a time where i didn't miss a show like every time somebody asked me to do one whether it was at a a real venue or if it was at like boulevard like a club more of a club type vibe like i didn't miss a show i was doing every show that they put me on and i feel like that's really what helped boost me up in the city because it'd be different type of people in those places like you're gonna have a different crowd at the roxy bar or something like that from boulevard nights like people are actually going to those music venues for the music versus going to the club to go to the club type yeah, shit. You know you what I'm saying? Performing. Yeah. So it's like those type of those type of situations and those type of events, I feel like is what really helped my name get around the city more because you want to tap into all those different type of audiences. You'll think you'll know somebody or somebody knows of you mm-hmm. and they don't. So actually yeah. So speaking of that, mm-hmm. so when you go to a club and you're performing at a club and like you said, sometimes people that go to clubs are just going to the club to go to the club. Right. And so like when you get on that stage you're performing and you see it's clearly that the, cl- the crowd is not interacting with the performances going on. Like, how do you, as a performer, gain their attention? Like, what do, what would you do in those moments? You just gotta turn them up. Like, I ain't gonna even lie. I didn't have those shows where it's like, wasn't nobody. I don't even say it wasn't fucking with me, but you know, like, it was just like, oh, she cool. Like, mm-hmm. I ain't really here for this type shit. You gotta, it don't matter. You gotta still show, get out there and show your ass anyway. I don't even give a fuck if they was all turning another way. Like, you just gotta go crazy because it could be that one person that was all the way in the back. That was somebody manager that was looking for the next blah, blah, blah. Like, it don't matter. You just got to go out there, turn up regardless, regardless. Regardless, you It really don't matter. Like, (laughs) you never know. Like, even those small stages, I've done shows where it was only 10 people outside, you know, or 10 Mm -hmm. people in the crowd. It don't matter. You still got to go as hard as it was 10,000 people. So, 
I just do that every time. I always keep that in mind. Just give it your all every time? Every time. Every time. So five years in the game, right? Uh, what is something that you wish you would have learned sooner uh, that you know now? That is just like standard. Mm. It could even be like some mental health shit. That's a good question. I would say... If I could tell anybody, I would tell them not to rush or just, and to enjoy themselves as because you'll lose yourself trying to make it or trying to get to the next point or trying to level up, level up, level up. And you'll forget, like, damn, I love making music. So it's like I would tell anybody to just enjoy the moments that they do have. Don't rush it. Like whatever is supposed to happen in your life is going to happen. It might not be your time. It might be God's time. And so I would just say don't forget why you're doing whatever you love. And yeah, I'll say, don't forget why you're doing what you yeah. love. Sound like a message to me. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. Oh, God. <laughs> well, oh, so we just got this sound yeah. effect. So we're trying to figure this out. Message. There yeah. we go. All right. It's number two. It's two. It's two. It's all right. Two. We all learned that on the fly. All right. Fire. So. This nigga did every sound. I know. I was like, it's one of <laughs> yes, these buttons. I, I swear it is. <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, we look back on your music when you first started compared mm -hmm. to what you're doing now. Like, what improvements would you go back and offer yourself from today's perspective? Man. If you could go back to when Sky first started making music. Man, people still, when I be looking on my, like, when you set up all your artist platforms and everything like that, you get emails. Like, you can see your streams weekly. Mm -hmm. So, I'm be looking on there now, like. My new music is still doing really good, but I'm like, who is listening to my old shit? Because right. I be feeling like, bro, that shit stuck. Like, you know, yeah. I be like, I've gotten so much better. Mm -hmm. So it's like, y'all still be slapping that. That's crazy to me. So I don't know. I feel like the older music that I have has improved. My delivery has gotten a lot better. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like I always had the bars, but my delivery compared to what it is now was weaker than Where it was strong. Yeah. Yeah. So... That'd be something funny, like, people still be listening to Sky Blue, like, all my old stuff. I'm just like, bro. Who is doing it? Like, y'all streaming that shit. Like, I just feel like my stuff now is so much better. But that's part of... That's part of your growth. Yeah, it's part of your growth. So, you know, it, I think it's still dope that people still listen and stream my old stuff. But that's the biggest difference that I can tell. I feel like I've always been a strong writer, mm -hmm. but my delivery has improved dramatically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Damn, so... As an artist, especially when it's on the rise, you know, you got, you're getting to the point now where you're getting a lot of eyes on you, a lot of eyes that may not be from people you're familiar with or you know on a personal level. Mm -hmm. So when you start getting that attention and, you know, with social media, everybody has access to you, everybody can tell you how they feel, you know, if, you know, how are you, how do you handle sometimes like people that may not have always the most nicest or positive things to say about you on social media, about your music? Fuck them. You heard it me? It don't even matter. You know? It don't even matter. Look at that camera. Fuck them. It really don't matter. Like, it really don't matter because I'm going to be honest. Like, when you get those hating comments or, like, the feedback that's not as positive as an artist would want, mm -hmm. it's, it literally just turn you up more still. Like, the shares of people saying, oh, she, I, 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 or mm -hmm. the comments, oh, blah, blah, blah. You still commenting. You still sharing it. Somebody is still clicking on my shit. Yeah. So it's like that shit doesn't even it don't matter to me. Like sometimes reading through it, it's like, bro. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, like whatever. But it's music. So it's like everybody is gonna have an opinion. That's that's the field that I chose. That's not I didn't choose to do something that's right or wrong. So 
it's part of what comes with it. So is that who is your CEO who you go to for advice? Like, hey, musically, like, hey, I want to try this. Or what do you think yep. of this? Yep, he's the one because he does that. He develops artists. That's what he does. So that's the person to ask those questions to. He knows what the industry want to hear. He knows what's going to flop, what's popping right now. He knows all that shit. So mm-hmm. that's the one. And it's a good time for female artists, man, because you guys have just like definitely been holding it down for some years now. Like yeah. y'all been making waves in the <laughs> 2020s, doing it big. So how is how would you say your experience has been like as a female artist in pretty much a male dominated industry of like music mm-hmm. th- in these five years that you've been a part of it? I love it. I like because I don't mind being with the guys. Nah, you know y'all see, like, a lot of my homies <laughs> fuck with you. Like you know, uh, I know you and Rue Hart are really close, mm-hmm. uh, and my homie Rico, yeah, as well. Yeah. Like I've I've seen you was like with them three. Or them two before. And I'm like, yep. oh, they know Scott. Okay. And they've been yeah. like, they like very loud supporters of yours. They are. They are. Shout out to them. Shout out to Ruha and shout out to Rico Slim. But um, it's really just, I'm going to be honest. I have a clique of girls in the city that also do music that I know support me 10 toes. Like, I support them 10 toes. Like, girls are kind of catty sometimes. You know, it's not <laughs> always the same love and support both ways. So, that's just kind of one of the trials and tribulations that you go through as being a female artist. Like, I feel like guys are just, if I was a male artist and another male artist didn't like me or some weird shit like that, it wouldn't be, you know, you wouldn't be able to feel, <laughs> you wouldn't feel it as much. You know what I'm saying? Just, like, girls are more, they just, we women, like, this is part of the game. But I feel like once you know you got support from both um, genders, mm-hmm. I feel like, that doesn't make you any better of an artist. It just expands your audience. Like, you just know you can cater to different types of listeners. But me personally, I think I think I do pretty well on both ends. Um, it's just it's just a preference thing, really, yeah, I guess. Like, your like style of music. Smoothly, no? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what everybody else is doing out here. <laughs> like, I'm no, cool. No, for real. For real. But that should be cool though. It should be cool. I ain't ran into nothing too crazy yet. That's good. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it stay that way. Like it'd, it'd be crazy if we just find out like five years from now you got beef with Nicki Minaj. Like, like no, yeah. I love her. <laughs> like, I love Nicki that'd Minaj. That'd be so cool. I'm like, wow, I was literally interviewing Sky like five years ago. <laughs> That's crazy. I love Nicki. She would have never believed this. <laughs> no, for real. Um, uh, so I remember like a few years ago, this is like some years. Uh I remember you tweeted that you met Megan Thee Stallion once, mm-hmm. and you said when you met her, it was like looking at yourself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. It's like, what was what was that moment for you in that time? It was dope as fuck. It was at um, Astro World. Was it the first year? Yeah, it was. I'm, for the record, I've never missed the Astro World. I love Travis Scott, um, and I've gotten backstage every year except for the last one, which is crazy. Damn, with just a regular ticket. I have impeccable luck at shows. Like, it's always something. Like, before I started putting music out, I always, something. I don't know. Every show is just something happened. But, yeah, that show, she pulled me on stage, but I had to go all the way around. It's a big-ass stage, too. It was a (laughs) big-ass stage down there in Houston. Um, Do you have a video of him? I do. But not of us, like, actually talking, though, just like me. You on stage? Yeah. (laughs) Send that shit to us. Okay, bet. I'll send it to y'all. But um, it's crazy because I was in such a rush to get back there. I think that was like... 2019? 2018, 19. Was that the first one? Yeah, that was the first one. So, yeah, because... She um, just started popping. She just started popping, and Astro World came out in 2018, I mm-hmm. believe. So, I ran backstage. I actually stepped on Travis Scott's shoe. He had on this... He had on a, a blue and yellow jacket, and it was hard as fuck because everybody didn't think he was there yet. So, I was like... 
my bad. Oh <laughs> shit, like my bad, Trav. Like, like you straight. But that was it. Like he was already getting pushed by security because all these people was trying to get on stage to get to Meg. So then I just got up there, had a good time. I got to talk to her for like a brief moment. I told her my name. She probably don't remember. I mean, I wouldn't expect knows? it to remember, like, I mean, but I had a brief moment. I just was like, oh, my name is Scott. I was Scott Kelly this song. I'm Scott Kelly. And you know, I'm I be doing my shit. And she's like, oh, that's dope. It is. <laughs> That's dope. Go, and she girl. smelled hella good, y'all. She smelled like cocoa butter and flowers. And she had been up there dancing her ass off for a minute. And I'm like, she smelled good as fuck. And then that was it. <laughs> That's tight. So I didn't have a long interaction with her, but I remember that shit. I will never forget that shit. So I ha- I have to ask, like, how do you feel about what's going down right now? We're not the- you don't have to pick no size. Just say how do you how do you feel generally about this the whole thing? Because um, I don't want to get you in trouble or nothing. So you ain't like, got to pick no size. We're not here to do that. I feel like the internet should know less. I think we should all know less about each other. <laughs> like I think we'd all be better people and we'd yeah. all be happier with each other if we just knew a little less. Yeah, just a little just less. Just a little bit. We yeah. could be open. Just a little bit less. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's that. Message. <laughs> you feel me? That's that. Thanks. But so how has it been? You know, because I feel like with the Sleazy crew, mm-hmm. it's just like they're like definitely one of the hotter acts like amongst the the younger generation gen z like sleazy yeah. world like is one of the few artists i feel like that has a tremendous amount of pool like if he shows up anywhere in kansas city and people find out like it's gonna swarm yeah and i feel like he gets that attention like everywhere because sleazy flow was just such a huge song for like the younger generation so you being the first lady of that movement how is it just seeing like it all up close and personal and you being a part of that it's crazy um i'm proud of them they've really been popping their shit and working hard and then when you work with them one-on-one and I really got to know them personally, it's like I really respect and can see the growth, you know, a hundred times more because I actually know what's going on now. So it's like, it's just dope. They work their asses off and they deserve everything that's happened. Like all the positivity and all the all the love in the city and everything like that. It's really inspiring too because it's like he's from here. So yeah. And actually, it's crazy because a little fun fact of like for Kansas City about like Sleazy, the Sleazy Flow song is that song came out the same night we had the Yada Yada album listening party here, mm-hmm. October 15th in 2022. So I was like, damn, that was just a busy day for the city. It was a bit, hey. I mean, we didn't do it like that, but you know, we was doing it big. <laughs> that got busy. You heard me? That, you know y'all got busy. Yeah, we had a good time. Hell yeah. We didn't know what was also happening in Kansas City at that same day. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, that's. It's just cool to see. And the thing about I Fuck With Sleazy is that I don't think people really give him credit as like a lyricist. No, he be I saying, he really people cold. really got to listen to what the fuck he be saying. Like He be getting some bars off for facts, real. Facts, facts. I feel like most of his music, like the beats be so tough and mm-hmm. like, or the hook is so like hard. Like John Morant was crazy. Yeah, that was a good like, John Morant was crazy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I definitely don't take away from his lyricism at all. Like he definitely be saying some shit. Yeah, he be saying some cold shit, and he he low key racking up some features out here. Yeah, like, I mean, you got a little Tyler feature he just did. He started crazy, like having little baby as your first major feature. Major feature is insane. And then Offset immediately right after. Crazy G Herbo. G Herbo. K Cam. Polo like, G. Polo G. Yeah, he has some crazy shit. Yeah, he, y'all y'all definitely going up, man. And I think don't y'all got a song together? You and Sleazy World go? Not yet. Not yet. Not okay, yet. what was that? Were y'all just in the studio together in that video? Probably. Yeah, we. Yeah. He was time. like, we weren't supposed to do all that. <laughs> we weren't even supposed to do all that. All the time, man. All the time. But yeah, we just always we help each other out as a team, like as a label. If he in one of my sessions, like 
or if I'm in one of his sessions, that's like class to me type mm-hmm. shit. You know, like I listen to how he do stuff or how two wise tell him to do something or you know, shit like that. And I just take notes of like, okay, I can try to do that better in my next session. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you look at his creative process as an artist and look at yours as an artist, like how would you compare them? Like what does he do that you may not do or that you want to add to yours? Um, Sleaze, he can he can punch in quicker than I can. He can come up with stuff pretty on the spot, like a little bit faster, which is something I want to get better at. Like his freestyling is is pretty up there. So that's something that I want to work on. Just recording a little bit fast, not necessarily recording faster, making more but, efficient. Yeah, but just making it a little bit more efficient. I would say he really good at that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so do you write your lyrics or do you, do you go do you punch them in as See, well? See, that's crazy. So I used to when I was when I recorded at the other studio before I was with Switches. I used to have limited time type shit. So I knew I had like two hours, three hours. FSP. Sometimes, yeah, yeah FSP, like time. sometimes even just a one hour block where I'm just like, I just need to go in here and just knock something out real quick. So I did not play in that motherfucker. Like I made sure I had all my lyrics done. Like I didn't like to go in there and freestyle See? if I knew. And that's know? how you going to do it. You heard me? <laughs> that's how you got to do it. If you going to pay for yeah. studio time. If you going to pay for studio time, you going to go in that bitch ready. Don't waste nobody's time. That's my big Once thing. Once again. Man. Don't show up late either. Don't show, don't up, show late, up late. Don't waste, waste nobody's time. You're wasting your own time and money at that point. Facts. So when I was recording at FSP, I just always make sure I had my lyrics down. Or if I knew I was going, for example, I had a four-hour block, I would do my first stuff that I had written in the first two hours. And then I'd be like, okay, I got some extra time. Let me try a little freestyle now. Or let me try to just finish up some old shit just off the dome type shit. But now we got our own studio. So it's like... I go to sleep with that bitch if I want to type yeah. shit, you know? Wake up and get right back to and it. And go right back to it. And I'm so grateful for that. And I just feel so blessed because I didn't, you know, I didn't have my own team or my own, you know? Mm-hmm. But now um, it's a little different because my CEO will be on my ass. Like, if I'll, he'll pick a beat out fast and be like, oh, I like this for you. Go get in the booth. And I'll just be like, all right, fuck it. Like, yeah, we gonna, it's what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, I'll, we'll just come, I'll just come up with something on the spot or I'll kind of, jot a little bit on my phone and then kind of go from there or I'll just freestyle it but now I don't write as much as I used to when I was like first starting music mm-hmm. but I feel like I've learned to still have the punch lines and to still have the same creative process in the booth versus actually sitting out and writing or like being in a different space and like getting my lyrics out that way but yeah, it's dope dope so is there anything as an artist, like element or aspect of you as an artist that you still want to improve on and craft and hone on? Um, I feel like I can still improve in almost every area, for real, for real. Like, I won't say I've mastered anything yet. Um, I think freestyling, I can still get better at, for sure. Just like that off on the dome, like... Yeah, you talking about really freestyling. Like, really freestyling, because... You know how I go, like, on some platforms, somebody will say it's a freestyle and they really wrote it or whatever, whatever. Because yeah. people have different um, descriptions of what a freestyle is. Yeah. But just going in there, I would say, in my opinion, when I'm recording something, a freestyle is, like, just no phone, for real. Like, so she said no Drake? Like, yeah. no, 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 blue, no, no Blackberry? Blackberry yeah. <laughs> no famous Blackberry yeah, like, behind the drink? Like, no phone or just, like, just going in there... Ain't just going bar for bar. Ain't nothing wrong with going in and freestyling and, all right, take that last bar off. I want to say something else. That's still freestyle to me, like, you know? But just getting better at that type. Being Like we were saying, being more efficient. Mm-hmm. But 
I say that's a good area that I would still like to improve on. And then just spreading my music out more, like getting more fans everywhere. It's crazy when I was looking at that, um, at, right after On The Radar, I was looking at all my analytics on what cities was listening to me the most. I had like 20 plays in Japan. Yo. And I was like... <laughs> So them little I was like, Japan. Like, I want to go to Japan so bad because y'all know, I'm like we was just saying, I'm so big on anime. Yeah. They got the Mario Kart in the real street, all that shit. Yo, I what? love sushi. Yeah, like, they got a, uh, they have a Nintendo Mario Land, Kart basically. Racing. Nintendo uh, Land? Yes, God, yes. Japan have all the cool shit. They got all the cool shit, but I thought that was so dope. Like, I'm scared to go Even there, those little 20 plays, like, I was grateful as fuck for them 20 plays overseas. Like, yeah. shit like that really makes me, it could have been one play. You know what I'm saying? Like, one person just loved it. 20 yeah, times. like, shit like that i really be feeling grateful and blessed like somebody somewhere yep. is listening it in shows the, that it's working facts in the u.s where uh, <laughs> i like how you <laughs> in the u.s what's the uh the next highest city out of kc um it fluctuates between like uh philly and houston okay philly you got well, the it looks like you gotta crazy. reach out to somebody philly out there yeah, hell yeah and it's chicago is usually in my top five too um Denver is another big one, and Seattle is mm. another big one. Like those, like music cities. Like I feel like Denver is probably on a lot of people's because everybody high as fuck out there. Everyone, yeah. want, everybody want to catch a good vibe. Like you know, you know it's not a flyover city. Every everybody goes to Denver to Red Denver. Rocks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I think that's why that's probably in my mix too. But Seattle is a little shocker to me. I'm like, who the hell up there? Mm-hmm. But you they do got. Know. A, they, got oh. they are a big music city. Yeah. So so you just never know. But I say like. Those are usually the ones like that fluctuate the most in my top five. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Damn, so you really kind of like low key getting out of here. Low key, <laughs> low key getting out of here, yo. I might not low even see key, you in the city yo. a year from now. Man, I don't, I don't know. So, like, I don't know. So you say you don't want to live in Atlanta if mm-hmm. you didn't have to. So if I didn't have to. If, so let's say like the sleazy crew, like, all right, we making a business move. Mm-hmm. We going to like L.A. You moving LA to L.A.? Cool. I can fuck with L.A. I wish the food was better. Yeah, but, yeah, I think everybody in LA would be. <laughs> I could they be bragging about their barbecue. Like, y'all don't even Man, know. Y'all don't even is that real? No, yes, what barbecue real is. thing out there, like LA barbecue. Man, they really barbecue. be talking like that. Man, that shit's so ass. Yeah. I don't even fuck. Man, it's, nah, it's don't even barbecue. get me started. Vegan barbecue. All right. Like, <laughs> I don't like, like when the Texas shit. <laughs> yeah. Texas barbecue don't got shit on us either. Literally. The only thing that would maybe compare, Memphis. I think, is like, yeah. Memphis. Like Tennessee. I would give it to mm-hmm. them. I, would yeah. give, I will give it to them because I've had some. Yeah. And that shit, they shit yeah. cool. That shit cool. That LA shit motherfuckers cool. try to talk to me about barbecue. No. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Like, nigga, no. Shut up. I'm not no. even hearing that. At Literally. all. There's no comparison. Nah. <laughs> How we doing on time, see? 52. All right. Go Peace. for, what do you think? We can probably get 10 more. All right. All right. And on, on a cool hour. All right. So, yeah, you moved to LA, but. I would go to LA. Okay. I'll go to LA. I'll go to Miami. New York gets too cold. I hate being cold. I don't know. I don't know. I would really go anywhere if it was right. Like yeah. I wouldn't mind living in Atlanta. It's, it's just, just like, nah. It's just uh, is Atlanta just too small for you as a city? Because I heard Atlanta is just too like many niggas. Blocks. <laughs> it is hella niggas out there it's too. Too Bitch many too. niggas. But it's just I don't know. It don't give me a home vibe. Like mm-hmm. if I'm f- selling, if I'm feeling like I'm gonna move somewhere. Like to live, live. Like for example, when I go to Houston, I always get good vibes down there. Like I don't go down there just to club all the time. When I first started going there, down there, yeah. But now it's like I got family and friends there. Like food, fire, like shit, like that. And you know, it's like how they enjoy do. the city outside yeah, of like partying. Exactly, exactly. 
I feel like if I can do that, then then it'll be cool. Mm. So I noticed on your 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 recent single, "Give Me Head," mm-hmm. that it has like somewhere around thirteen to twenty thousand views. Yeah. What was that again, Joe? Give me head. Right. Give me head. Type shit. Yeah. Don't bail him out. I'm trying to put him on. Yeah, like, I knew he didn't want to say yeah, it. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to look at you and say this. So I was like, look. What was that one lyric you said you loved earlier? Off oh, on the radar? It was uh, <laughs> Nut in My Kidney or something like yep. that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's his favorite shit. He was just telling us. Grace. You know, I was watching it. You know, I was watching it. And I, I like how the video just cut off right there. Yeah. That line Everybody too. was saying in the comments, like, well, y'all just going to cut it off right there. Like, <laughs> like, like It's the best part. There's a whole other part of the freestyle. Y'all just cut off. Why'd y'all cut it right it's there? It's the best part. Oh, shit. Yeah, I've been saying some wild shit. I was fucking. <laughs> so how, like, so when you see your video, because uh, you look at your new video, it's got thirteen to 20,000 views, right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about just seeing that number, being where it's at? It's crazy. That was my first video as sleazy world sky and it was my most viewed video so it was dope as fuck like because your videos always did like good numbers they always thousand, did decent. if, they if you're a local artist thousand. and that has like over a thousand views mm-hmm. like that's pretty good hell yeah so that was crazy um i was super grateful for that and then when they're pretty fat i mean of course like videos still go up over time but yeah in that first i think it was like a week or so was when i hit 10k on it so i was like damn like i celebrate all the small wins like As i don't care that's like, not even a small win I, small to big like i celebrate everything and i try to really tell that preach that to the team too because like two eyes and sleeves they've been doing it for so long like they really are in the industry and i'll be telling them like y'all need, still need to celebrate like mm-hmm. everything that y'all are doing because all that stuff matters all that stuff is important like like achievements that not every artist gets yeah like, if you just casually getting plaques at your crib like you still mm-hmm. gotta celebrate that yes, like that's yes. not just anything after a certain I think while that shit like, is so dope so i preach that to the whole label like we gotta celebrate like I'm big on celebrating everything. When, mm-hmm. the, when the sleazy day went good, I'm like, we need to go out. Like, like this is to, the celebration. We should do something. Like, yeah, they like, bro, like, Sky, like this has been a long down. day. I'm like, bro, we did that shit. Like, yeah. that shit was dope. All the artists came through. Like, everybody from out of town pushed up. Like, I just think all like, that y'all shit had is some, dope. Like, there was some like low key heavy hitters here. Like, Rob Fortnite, Skilla, uh, Skilla Baby, Baby uh, Gloss Up, K Carbon, K Camp, shit. Uh, Block Boy. Block Boy, yeah. yeah. It was dope as fuck. So, Everything going smooth like that. I'm like, yeah, we got to turn up when everybody leave. Like, that shit was dope. We got to go celebrate more. <laughs> Hell like, yeah. Just had a whole birthday party. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Um, so, what's, how's Sky going to celebrate when she gets her first plaque? Oh, we. It's giving Bora Bora. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. We like, buying out Bridgers? Like, yeah, like, no, Bridgers. Like, Bridgers. <laughs> oh, shit. Not the port. I'm so <laughs> Not the port. weak. But I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll probably call my mama. That's going to be the first thing. I'm going to call my mama. She's going to be, oh. Because she be knowing what's going on. But, like, for example, when I said I was on the radar and I told her what it was and everything. Okay, baby girl, I'm happy for you. But she don't really be knowing. Knowing like, for real, for yeah, real. Like, no, nah, Drake like, had one of these. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in front like, of that sign. Yeah, so I be having to explain her stuff like that sometimes. But I always tell my mama everything. So, mm. That'll probably be the first thing I do, and then I'm definitely going out of town. Like, yeah, <laughs> immediately. Like, yeah, immediately. We're booking those flights. Like, celebrate, come back home. We're going to Atlanta. Home. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Atlanta. We're going to Atlanta. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's super cool because I think a, uh, a week after your On the Radar came out, D-Walk's On the Radar came out. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was such a cool little moment for Kansas City. Hell yeah. And this has been like a snowball effect of just like little moments like that. So when you look at Kansas City artists, 
and you see that you know you're one of the people on the forefront that's like you know going to the next level like how did how do you feel being from kansas city and just being able to represent the city and the music scene here at the level you do right now i think it's it's really just a blessing like I always felt like I was going to make it and I was going to do something. I just never knew how the fuck it was going to happen. So to kind of piggyback off what you said, being in that first lineup of the people, like kind of not getting out of the city, but, you know, like mm-hmm. taking off and getting more worldwide recognition, it just feels good. Like it makes you feel like your hard work is paying off. Like I'm in the right direction. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like all the good things and all the positive things that are happening, like all the achievements if I was in the wrong field or if I it was doing something that I wasn't supposed to be doing, it wouldn't be happening. So it just gives me reassurance that I'm in the right field and that I'm doing what I love. And I just feel grateful. As you should. It's been, it's <laughs> been a great start to the year. It has. And so when you have the kind of start you've had so far to 2024, like how do you continue to raise it to the next level? Yeah. Um, consistency. Because... I'm not all the way where I want to be yet as far as streams and platforms I want to hit, shows I want to do. Like, So really just taking everything that I've done so far and just applying it to other cities. Like, you know how, for example, On the Radar is a huge, huge platform, but like what's the biggest platform in Philly, for example, or you know, stuff like yeah. that. Like, I want to do all that shit. So it's like, so you're really, really trying just, to do the old school, like, I'm hitting all the markets, I want to do doing all everything that. That you need me dope. to do. And I feel like in today's society with music, like, all those platforms and doing things the authentic way is dope as fuck. And I'm gonna always do like my little shit that way too. But really, like, the networking and knowing other people, knowing the people in those other cities, like, that's part of that's part of it that makes it fun. Like, Cause you get to go out of town and see who knows who, and you just never know who the fuck you gonna run into. Like, yeah, you never fucking know. So I think that's another dope part of it. Just expanding, meeting new people. Like, what can I do for you, and what can you do for me? Like, yeah, how can we elevate together? How can we elevate together? So I think that's kind of where, with a crazy start like this, it's like. 2024 started crazy. January was a crazy ass month. Yeah, and then everybody's birthday. Damn near the whole sleazy gang. Our birthdays are in January. So Motherfuckers was tired by the month. By the time the month ended, yeah, we was tired. But I don't want to like, kick it no more. But it's like shit. That's how it's gonna be probably for the rest of our lives. Like January just gonna be cracking. So really, just expanding, like doing what we did in January every month in different ways is how I'm looking at the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. So just getting turned up more. Turned up more. So you just dropped the EP in January, correct? Uh, or did I, it drop in Dece- like late December? I dropped one when my my last EP dropped more towards the fall. I just been dropping. That should drop in the fall. Mm-hmm. I haven't dropped nothing since then. What? Mm-mm. <laughs> I, I feel, you must drop a lot of since. I feel like I just see your music a lot. I've yeah, I've posted a lot of snippets. Like you stay yeah, mm-hmm. you stay active. Hell yeah. And that's one thing I noticed about like what Sleazy does really well is that he's really good at posting snippets like yeah. through social media and making like little videos to him and whatnot, and then that's how they'll get hot. Yep. And so it's like you follow that kind of like that's you've been on that same path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like when people just throw album on any type of project you know what i'm saying yeah. like i don't mind doing singles eps mixtapes for like the next year or so you know i probably won't call something an album until it's an album like yeah. i don't know what it's like, gonna like be you but... feel like this is a body this is an album yeah so i'm cool with mixtapes i love mixtapes i love eps and i love dropping singles so 
And it's like you could do those more in succession too. Mm-hmm. Since they're just like three, four track EPs, you right. can drop another four track EP. Exactly. And it won't it won't be like you're overindulging your fan base. Exactly. I don't I don't wanna overkill my fan base with just too many drops or you know, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. So we haven't dropped no music yet in twenty twenty four. Not yet. That's crazy. It's always been a hot <laughs> year for you so far. It's cr- it, it feels like that too, because I have so much new music sitting in the vault. So it's like to me I feel the same way, like I have so much stuff just sitting there, but mm-hmm. that's also something that I'm grateful for. Like, if I'm in the mood to record something new, I can just go record it. Or if I'm like, yeah, I want to drop today, pull something out the vault, drop it. See, oh, is this cool? You like this? Mm, try this one. Okay, yeah. we'll put that out. Type shit. Just that quick. <laughs> that quick. Yeah. yeah. So that's dope. I'm glad. It's glad. I'm glad to hear you finally got a team behind you that trusts and believes yes. you, and it's let you do you, but also guide you in the right direction to help elevate mm-hmm. as well. Definitely. It's going to be lit to see like how the rest of this year plays out because we're going to get music, right? Hell yeah. Okay, cool. We haven't yeah. had nothing <laughs> drop this year, apparently. I didn't know that. It felt like it's just been a hot year. It it, it it feels like to me like that, the song I did on the radar, people still been asking about that. Like, when is that going to be on platforms? Because we went out there in November. Yeah, I remember you guys it, like posted those pictures like yeah. some months ago. It was in November, and then it was crazy because um, their representative texted me and was like, it's coming out on January 4th. I said, girl, that's my birthday. And she was like, is it for real? She was like, we didn't even know. So I take every, I'm a signs girl. I'm like, I take everything as a sign. I'm like, that's a sign. Like, <laughs> I'm like, this is going to go crazy. And now we almost at 300K. Yeah. So everything is, it's just wild. Just happening. How it's supposed to happen. <laughs> Facts. It's going to be ill. Well, it's Miss Sky, Sleazy World Sky, I should say. It's been an honor, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> First guest of 2024 on the Yada Yada podcast. Who better than Miss Sleazy World Sky? So before we go, what song we about to hit him with from Sleazy World Sky? Uh, yeah, about to hit a You Know It freestyle. And yeah, it's lit. It's, it's, it's one of them ones. So we about to get into it right now. Real quick, man. Thank you for coming by, Sleazy World Sky. You know, you're always welcome to come back whenever you're ready. Thank y'all for having when me. When the time right. If y'all don't know, I'm the kid Joe Cornell. No, so. And of course, Sleazy World Sky. Until next time, y'all, we out. It's the Yada Yada Podcast. Ooh, switches the labels. Harry. Yeah, yeah.